Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. In the name of Jesus we um, humble ourselves under your feet and under your hand. As we assemble at your table today, we pray that, Father Lord, you will speak. King of kings, I'm getting out of the way that you have your way. Speak, O Father Lord, King of kings, use me, O Father Lord, as your tongue. May your word bring healing. May your word bring light. May your word bring forgiveness. May your, your, your word bring healing in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Father, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. For those of you who were here last Sunday, we spoke about um, a, a series on the, um, some keys to successful Christian living. Hallelujah. And, we are, and what did we talk about last week, if somebody remembers? Desire. Your desires. Hallelujah. You need to tame your desires. And today we are going to continue on that journey. <laughs> we are going to continue on that journey and we are going to talk about engendering a positive attitude. Attitude. Somebody say attitude. Your attitude will determine, you, will determine your altitude. Hallelujah. Your attitude will determine how far you can go. <laughs> your altitude either works for you or it works against you. You understand? So for us to be successful in, what, in every arena of our lives, not just in church, not just in the Christian work, but even in your place of work, you need to have a good attitude. Amen. What's an attitude? An attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about something. And today we are going to be heavy on Scripture, very heavy on Scripture. Today I'm not coming to speak my words. We're going to be heavy on Scripture, so I encourage you, if you can, to be writing those Scriptures because you are going to need them. You are going to need them. Hallelujah. You're going to go back. You know, some of us grew up on farms. Grew up on farms and we had cows. We still have them. So these cows are eating during the day. They are eating. The, the only thing these cows do is eat. And yet, in the, in, at night, when you put them in a paddock where they are going to sleep, if you go there in the night at, at around midnight, what, what will you find them doing? They are chewing, and I'm thinking, but you were eating the whole day. What, what are you still doing right now? You know what they are doing? They are chewing the cud. They brought back. The, when they were eating during the day, they were just eating quickly, quickly, quickly. Huh? But at this moment, in the night, they are bringing that back and they are chewing on it, chewing on it, chewing on it. And that's how we need to be as children of God. When the word is coming on a Sunday like this, I'll be rushing because of time. Some of you want to go somewhere. Some of you are saying, already, already, some of you are already tired right now. <laughs> Somebody said amen. So how, I'm just rushing. Now, if you just hear and hear and do not take notes and do not write somewhere, you are not going to be able to chew the card like that cow, and it, the word will not benefit you. Amen. So, attitude is a settled way of thinking. Settled way of thinking. The term attitude refers to an individual's mental state. Speaks about your mind. Your attitude speaks a lot. Your attitude is, is a window into you. Your attitude is a window into your current mental state. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What attitude did you put on today? Your attitude is your choice. It's a choice you make. You, you, choose, the cho you choose the attitude. Nobody puts it on to you. You choose it. Just unless you are a child, like the, the kids that are here, this morning when you woke up, nobody chose that attire for you. Nobody. How did you come to choose that, what you're putting on today? Come think about it. How did you choose it? Somehow you, you, you didn't walk here in naked because you chose an utter. You chose it. You yourself chose it. I chose this shirt. You know when I chose it? On Friday. I chose it on Friday. But unlike my sisters here who will change into about five of them, 
You know? And that's how, and that's how you know, we just look at the sisters, the way they, they change those dresses. And that's how attitudes are. People change attitudes just like that. In a series of attitudes. Your attitude is a window. The way you put on what you are done, done today speaks a lot about you. <laughs> did, you did you hear that? Your clothing, the way you, you clothe speaks a lot about you. <laughs> so next time you are in the mirror, you are choosing what to put on. Think, think. What do you want to portray? How do you want people to see you? Do you understand what I'm saying? So the next time you're putting on an attitude, what do you want your people at the, your, your, <laughs> the people at church to, to think? You enter the church because of this attitude that you came on, the usher tells you to sit here, you want to go there. Because, you know why? Because there's sister so and so whom you don't know, whom, whom you're, <laughs> I don't know where, which heaven we are going. How can you be a Christian and cannot see face to face with an, another sister or another brother and think that you are still going to heaven? I have come to tell you, you are just taking a walk in the park. I do not have time to hate anybody. I'm going way ahead of me. I'm just, you guys. <sighs> One's attitude reflects how they think. How you think. If your attitude is stinking, so is your thinking. You enter into a place, somebody enters into a place and they, and they contaminate the atmosphere because of their attitude. Oh, this, oh. They just look at you and say, oh, today is not in the mood today. <laughs> you are a dad, you enter into the house and everybody is cumbering for, for, uh, to get under the beds, under the chairs. He has come, but today, <laughs> I, 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 don't know what he, I don't know what he met on the way, but today he's not, he's not in the mood. Do, do, do not even turn. <laughs> you, you, you hear the kids in the, in the bedroom, don't even dare. Because of the way dad entered. I know, at times I enter, I'm speaking about, I'm speaking about me. I've had challenges, and then you carry them home. The moment you enter the house, you, do, you just, and then you find things all over the place, and then you sing, and then you, 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 are, you, are, you jump onto everybody. Really, the, the, the people are not, the, the, the problem is not the people in the house, it's the, the somebody who upset you somewhere. Your attitude reflects on how you feel, on how you behave in a given situation. So your attitude can be Defined as your response to people, the way you respond to people, the way you respond to places, the way you respond to things and the events in life. Events in life. Events in life. Life is a series of events. Some good, some... Last week, we had testimonies, a testimony from uh, Divine Joy. You remember that? What led her to, close, to getting close to suicide? What was that? It was an attitude in that event of life that she was facing. So when life is, like I said, it's a series of events, it will, it will throw them out unless you are dead. But as, if you are still breathing, the, the events will come. You'd, some of them, we don't invite them. They come. They come. And they come in waves. They come in waves. They come in. But how are you going to you know, react, respond to them? Attitude. Somebody say attitude. It's about your mind. And you see, some attitudes, most of our attitudes are formed over the years. They are formed. They are learned. Learned attitudes. Now, if, if attitudes can be learned, and we find that they are bad attitudes, what can we do? It is possible to unlearn them and learn new attitudes that are good and positive. Somebody say amen. At times, we acquire them from people. Some attitudes we acquired from our parents, our poor, poor parents. Our kids here attend church because they grew up, you know, we're taking them to church. So that's why we want them to, to form their own attitudes towards God. They better not be saved because, just because daddy is a pastor. They better know their God for themselves. Hallelujah. They better develop an attitude towards God and know 
this is God, this is God. Not because dad is a pastor, not because mom is a pastor. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. We will guide them. Amen. And some of you are still bringing up young children. You will begin to know that the moment they begin to get into their teens, they, de they begin to develop minds of their own. Some of the attitudes that you want them to engender, they are not the ones that they will pick up. They, will, they may pick up others from the school uh, playground or you know, in the, in the, on the bus, way home or the train home. And you may find that they, are, they begin to clashing with yours and you say, what? this is not what I put inculcated in this kid. Because they are beginning to form their own attitudes. So if you want things to be different in your life, if you want things to change in your life, remember that the number one thing that you need to change is not your job. Some of us change jobs. Some of us change circumstances. We change churches. I can assure you that if you are not changed, changing a church is not going to help you. Changing a job is not going to help you. I think it's Mr. Basula who, who, who jokes and says, some of some change wives. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> changing your wife, changing a wife will, will, not, will not cut it. You want to change? Start with the person that is in the mirror. That woman that you see in the mirror every day, that man that you see in the mirror, that is the person whose attitudes need to be in check today. Take an inventory of that person that you see in the mirror. Change that one first. Change number one is from you. You must first change your attitude if you want to change your altitude. Somebody say amen. Now your attitude can either be good or bad. That is why I want to be specific today about certain things. Hallelujah. Your attitude is determined by the collection of your dominant thoughts. Your dominant thoughts. You will always precipitate to your predominant thoughts. You will always pre precipitate to your dominant thoughts. If you are a person who is thinking negative, negative, always guess what your attitude will be? Negative. Every, everything you see is negative. Every person you see is negative. You can never see a good. The good in people, you'll always see the negative. You'll never see that my shirt is good. You'll always look, you, you, start, you, you are looking now, because my shirt is too good, now you're looking at my hair. And you're beginning to criticize the hair. Why did he cut his hair like that? that? That is a negative person. Why don't you just appreciate the whole package? And say, Pastor Ruben, today you are smart. Somebody tell me. Yeah. Do you understand that? If your thoughts are positive, you will become a positive person. And guess what? Your actions will be positive. The way you react to, circ to circumstances, the way you react to the events of life will be equally positive. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, the Bible says. You are the sum total of your thoughts, not mine. Not your apostle. Thank God for your apostle. Thank God for your bishop. Thank God for your, pap, your pope. You are the sum total of you. What you think. So what have you been thinking about lately? You want to change your attitude? Yourself change your attitude. Paul writes in the, in the, in the, to the Philippians, as he writes, writes to us in uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, in the New Living Translation, he says, you must have the same attitude that Jesus had. Let this mind be in you that is what was in Christ Jesus. 2.5, please. I think it should be 2.5. Let this mind be in you that was what? In Christ Jesus. Let this attitude have the attitude of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. <laughs> That's it. You must have, you must, it is a must as a Christian. If you want to succeed as a Christian, somebody say, I, now say it like you had breakfast, I, I must have the same attitude that Jesus had.
Ephesians 4, 23, the Amplified. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. <laughs> it says, and be constantly, do what? Renewed in the spirit of what? Of your mind. Having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. It is a continuous thing. That is why some people ask, but why do you have to go to church every other day, every other Sunday? You know what we are doing? We have come to renew. I have come to renew. It's a garage you need. I have come to be serviced for the next week. I have come to renew my mind. It renewed in the spirit of your mind. Not in the flesh of your mind, but in the spirit of your mind. Constantly. Somebody said, Amen. We need to have to engender a positive attitude. Number one, we need to engender a positive attitude toward God. As a good Christian, you need to have a great attitude, a right attitude to God. How? By trusting Him. You need to trust God. Somebody said, Trust. You need to trust God, my friend. Some of us are here, some people are online, but we don't trust God. If God says, tomorrow I'm going to see, the prophecy comes, you're going to be blessed, you're going to be blessed. And somebody says, tomorrow I, you know, I want to meet you at the corner of, uh, of uh, Newington Street and, and, and Lewisham Street, and I'm going to give you a thousand pounds. Guess whom you'll trust most? The person. And we don't trust God. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord, not with some, but with all your heart. Proverbs 5, 3. Write that down. Trust in the Lord with all. Now some of us trust him with a quarter of our hearts. <laughs> some of us, half of our hearts. Just like I normally talk, uh, give an example of a man called Peter. Peter. Peter, not, not this Peter here. Peter in the Bible. Peter was a fisherman. God, Jesus meets him at the lake of Tiberius. And he leaves everything. The Bible says that he left everything because of what he saw. He left everything. After God, after Jesus Christ had, 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 had helped him catch fish, he walked away from the fish and followed Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. He became a, a disciple. He became an, uh, a student of his. Fast forward, Jesus Christ is killed. When he's killed, Jesus, Peter's hopes are dashed. But the Bible tells us in John chapter 21 that Peter went back fishing. I ask myself, where did he get that boat? Because three years and a half or something he had been following Jesus. Where does he get that boat immediately? That tells, and this is on the lake. He met him in the lake of Gennesaret, but now on the lake of Tiberias, he's going back fishing. That tells me that this guy must have kept a boat somewhere. Say, so this guy called Jesus. <laughs> we are following him, but these things, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I am going to save something for a rainy day. Somebody say rainy day. Rainy. Uh, some of us here have got, we have, we have got something. You know, that, that, I think this Apostle Jesus who was giving a testimony here. There is a, there's a, a time when they were in a, in a place of prayer. And they, do, do you remember that when somebody had that disease or something? What was it? Do you want to, do you want to, tell, to, to tell that? Where, where? No, no, just... Somebody had, you had to burn some stuff when you were praying. See, tell us, tell us. Yeah, you were in prayer and what happened? Yeah. Just the one that you burned something in, I think it was in a, in a room. No, not here. No, 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 no. But, oh, okay. Uh -huh. So all of us were gathered in a prayer. We need to hear you. Oh, okay. So all of us, we had, we had gathered in a prayer and... Um, so there was one woman who was touched by God and she opened the door for others. So she said, oh my God, I have something. This was in a place of prayer? Yes. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. How many years ago? Yeah, so actually she's a rainbow member now. She's a really good girl. So she said, oh my God, I have something. I need to give it to you. I said, what, what's that? She said, I, I, I was, um, I sent some money back home to get some stuff. 
for protection, for healing, for everything. So those things, when, when we started praying, we had to go and look for. She said, these are the things. Oh, my God. There are witchcrafts I have never. I've done it before in Uganda, but I didn't expect them in, in London. So I said, so where do we, do we burn this stuff from? So in my mind, I said, like, you know what? Let's put them in the, um, in the you remember where the car park is in, the, in our ex-church? Mm. So we burnt everything, but God protected us. Because mm. the, the, the smoke was so much, and all of us were, I think five of us, we had no papers. There you go. So, <laughs> hope perhaps. Yeah. Thank you so much. So hear that. You're in a place of prayer, but somebody has got something for a rainy day. You're trusting in God here, but they have got something. And these are things not made here. They were imported. They sent money to Africa to import them. That's what Israel had. Israel, Israel was a double-minded, you know, old ancient Israel, double-minded people. They wanted to trust God, and yet they wanted to trust other gods. There's no between. There are some, yeah, there are some people here who would spend money to import expensive alcohol from France. I think they still do it right now. Can you imagine you spend money? <laughs> you had earned money. Do you hear that? We cannot be like Peter. Ignore this. our neighbors are building, so just, just concentrate here. Peter had something for a rainy day. So he was, maybe that could be somebody, that, that person sat in your chair, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what you are sat on at home. But from today, we, if, we, we, if you are that kind of a person, you will change your attitude. You say, I'm going to trust God in all things, with all my heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, uh, uh, 3, 5. Do not lean on your own understanding. Listen, your understanding is so minuscule it is so small it cannot be compared to the god who created the heavens who spoke the heavens who spoke the earth who spoke everything in just seven days six six days you, it's your head six billion heads put together they're incomparable to our god you understand psalm 20 verse 7 the bible says some trust in chariots and some in horses but we trust in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let this be your proclamation going forward. Just like the psalmist says in Psalm 25, verse 1 to 2. It says, to you, O Lord, to you, O Lord, 25, Psalm 25, 1, verse 2, 1 to, 1 to 2. It says, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Lift up your soul to him every morning. Monday morning, lift up your soul. That's why we have got morning glory. <laughs> For those of you who don't join, I don't know what you are up to. Morning glory. I know some of you are busy working at those very, uh, funny hours. I'm not going to blame all of you. So I'm not here to blame anybody. I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying. So that's why we have put that, that, that platform that you, every morning we go there and say, Lord, to you, oh Lord, I lift up my soul today. I am going to trust in you. And let me not be put to shame. Let me tell you, whoever trusts the Lord shall not be put in shame. Never be put to shame. The Bible says those who trust in the Lord, Psalm 125, those who trust in the Lord, those who trust in the Lord, they shall be like what? Like Mount Zion. They shall not be moved. They shall not be moved. Mount Zion cannot be moved. It says that they abide forever. Psalm 125, verse 1 to 2. Write that down. Those who trust in who? In the Lord. Are like Mount Zion. Economies will fail, like we have seen recently. Economies have failed. Things are topsy-turvy. But the only person that is constant is God. You cannot be put to shame. You cannot be put to shame. 
You cannot be moved because our God abides forever in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. So number one, trust in the Lord. Two, have faith in him. Have faith in the Lord. People who ever received anything from God are people of faith. People of faith. You cannot receive anything without faith. The Bible speaks about a centurion who approached Jesus Christ because he had a paralyzed servant. And he says, Master, I have a servant in my house who is paralyzed. Would you heal him? Jesus said, oh, I am willing. We find that in Matthew chapter 8. I am willing. He said, I will come. The man, the man says, no, 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 hold on, hold on. You don't have to come to me. You don't. This man had a revelation that you and I need to have. He says, you don't have to come. So just... You, you said, just say, let's read it. Let's read it. Matthew 8 8 says, But the centurion replied, said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Matthew chapter 8, verse 8. I am not worthy to let you have to, to have you come under my roof, but just say the word. Just say the what? The word. All you need, my friend, is the word. Just send the word, and my servant will be healed. Can you imagine? This man is making such a statement. And Jesus Christ said in Israel he had never seen such kind of faith. Just say the word. What? Just say, Jesus is in one place and the servant is in another. Just say the word. This man had a revelation of the word. We need to respond to the word of God in such a manner. Have faith in the word of God. Have faith in the word of God. Right now as the word of God is being preached, have faith in it. You know why? Because it's that word that spoke everything that we see into existence. He just said, let there be. And there was. Let there be. <laughs> Jesus Christ marveled. He marveled. He said, truly I say to you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. Matthew chapter 8 verse 10. In verse 11 it says, I tell you, Listen, this is very important. I want you to listen to this. To, if you are to take anything, I'm not going to finish this message today. I'll continue it another day. I'm just going to preach what I can today. Just want, I, don't want to rush, I don't want us to rush over it. That's what he says. I tell you, many will come from the east and the west and recline at the table of Abraham. He was telling these guys, the, the, the Israelites, the, the, the Jews, they did not believe him. But he was telling them a fact that in the future, many people from Rwamagana, people from Chanamokaka, people from Rukunjiri, people from Asia, they will come and recline at this table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. While the sons of the kingdom, verse 12, <laughs> while the sons of the kingdom will be thrown out into the outer darkness. Why? Because they did not have faith. Right now we believe in Jesus. But people in Israel right now are still waiting for a Messiah. Can you believe that? And that we are enjoying Jesus. They are waiting for another one. <laughs> That's what he was saying. Sons, many will come from all over the place and they will sit and eat this. Because they will believe. Have you ever seen God? How are you here? By faith. Have faith in him. Hallelujah. So he turned to the centurion in 8.13. The next verse, what does, he what does he tell him? He tells him, go, let it be done for you as you have what? As you have believed. What you have not believed cannot be done to you. The word, that you not, the, the word that will work for you is the word of God that you have believed. Believed. Believed without seeing. Hallelujah. Believe. We need to have that kind, that, that, that kind of assurance in the word of God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. The Bible says, now faith is the assurance in the Amplified. The Amplified. Now, faith is the assurance. This man had assurance, the centurion had assurance that in the word of God, that as long as the word, Jesus Christ speaks the word, things will happen in his, in his servant's life, miles away. Faith is the assurance 
The confirmation. <laughs> you confirm your healing now. You confirm your deliverance now. You confirm your breakthrough now. Now, not tomorrow, now. That's why he says now. He didn't say tomorrow faith. He says now faith. Faith is a now thing. Now. It's the assurance. You are sure. It's a sure deal. It is a what? A sure deal. I am very sure that I am going to die a very rich man. That one, that one I, I, I know it. That's why you do not clap, because you don't believe it. And are you not lucky to have known me now? Before then? Because when I'm already in, that, in swimming in those money, it will be difficult to access me. But you are lucky you have known me now. The moment I am blessed, you are blessed. Because I know you. <laughs> now I have that assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. That is faith. Things that are not perceived by the senses. The Bible says we do not walk by what? By sight, but by what? Faith. These are basic They look like basic things, but when we go out there in the world, these are the things that make us successful. We listen, we hear them here, and we leave them at that door. For by faith, trust and holy favor, uh, favor born of faith, the men of old, the men that we read about in the Bible, that's how they received their testimonies. That's how they received a good report. By faith, we understand that the world's were framed, they were fashioned, they were put in order by the word. By the word. It is the word that put them in order so that we may see the things that were once invisible. You see, the things that, were, the things that are visible were once invisible. You hear that? The things that are visible were once invisible. You were once invisible because the Bible tells me that before you were formed in your mother's womb, he saw, he knew you. You were here you were in you are already in existence but you were not yet visible what you see was once invisible let me tell you the invisible world is more is 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 more real than the than, than the visible world <laughs> the invisible world is more real than the visible one Right now, because you, can, you, you cannot see what is in, in the ether, what is in the, in the atmosphere, in the, in the spiritual world, does not mean that. That's why Paul says that we, we, we fight against, we do not fight against, you know, we, we do not war in the flesh. We are fighting against what? Principalities. Can you see a principality? With your naked eye? No, they are there. There's a prince that rules over this land. That's why you see Christians come from Africa and they come here and they... Somebody who was on a fire, somebody who was on a fire, they come here, there's something. If you are not careful, my friend, there is a prince here. He will swallow you. That's why if you get into the system, somebody says system, you need to be careful with the system. Bible says we should not be, we, should, we, cannot, we cannot just walk into the patterns of the world. Do not be what? Conformed. Conformity is a grave. The system, if you're not careful, you need to be careful. I'm not saying do not work. I'm not saying do not. But this system has got a way of sucking you. Sucking the God in you. Sucking the desire of God in you. Sucking you in. And if you're not careful, you lose your way. Are we together, friends? Why? Because of an invisible system. <laughs> the Bible speaks of Daniel praying. For how many days? 21? 21 days. What happened? The, the first day he prayed, God dispatched the answer. But what happened? You got arrested somewhere. The, 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 the heavenlies. That's why we've got to ascend into the heavenlies, my friend. I am a spirit living in a body. And therefore, I cannot live according to the body. I have got to live according to who I really am. I have got to ascend. In, I've got to be spiritual. Disarming these principalities. I have got to disarm them. I have got to destroy them. You cannot destroy them when, when you are in this flesh. No way. The Bible says that God says, I, I dispatched them. But the prince of Basha, there was a battle. He had to even dispatch an angel to fight that principality. 
Just back, let's go back to faith. Hebrews 11, 6 says, Therefore, without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is practically impossible. So attitude number one, love God. What did you say? What did you say number one was? Trust. Number two, have faith in God. Because that's, by then you are pleasing him. He says, for whoever should draw near to him, you have got to believe that he is. Believe that he is. Don't come, you know, dithering. Believe that he is. That he's able to do that thing that is in your face. He's able to move that mountain. He's able to heal. He's able to deliver. He is a rewarder of those. He exists and he's a rewarder of all those who diligently seek him. Our God exists. Like I said, if you're not careful in this system, you, you begin to doubt whether God exists. <laughs> Number three, hope. As we, uh, I think we're going to close on this one. Hope. Hope in him. Hope in him. Hope in God. All these are under one banner. Okay, let me say. A is trust. B is what? Faith. C is hope. That's on, under one banner. Under having a positive attitude towards God. We're still, we are, we are still talking about God. Hope in the Lord. Hope in the Lord. Whatever the situation, have hope. A person dies when they lose hope. A person does not die when they breathe their last breath. When you want to speak it quite well, meaning that you can be you're walking dead. I feel that there's this show that I normally see. I've never watched it, but I see it. I see when I'm, you know, scrolling. <laughs> Scrolling for, I see walking dead. I say, walking dead? I'm not going to watch this one. Hmm? People, some people are walking, but they are dead. They are already dead. They have not yet just made it official. But they died a long time ago. The time you die, the, the moment you lose hope, you are finished. A hopeless person is a terrible person. A hopeless person will indulge in things that are hopeless. You should never lose hope in, on you. As long as God has still put breath in you, never lose hope on you. Never lose hope on you. Never lose hope on your children. Never lose hope on, on, on your husband. Never lose hope on you. Never lose hope on anybody. Never. Somebody say amen. One of the men that suffered most in the Bible, do you know that name? Job. Job says in Job 13, verse 15, this is what Job says. His friends are telling him all sorts of stuff. Even his wife is telling him, why don't you deny this God and die? This God that you trust. And, 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 and the moment you begin to, to engage your senses, to, to, to rationalism into these things of God, that's how you, how you begin to drift. If God loves me, how shall, why, why am I going through this? Why? And if I am here, and you expect me to have an answer for that, then that's not God. If you can, if if he's a God that I, I can explain away, I rather resign from him. God, you cannot explain God. You cannot have all the answers. Nobody has them. I don't know. I don't know why he allows it. I don't know. But this is how this man, you know, reacts. He says, "Though he slay me." Though he, this is the attitude of a successful Christian. Though I am going through the thick and thick and thin, though I am going through the fire, I will hope in him. Do you understand that? Though he slay me, I will do what? I will hope in him. I will not argue with his ways. In my ways to his face, I will not argue. You've got to wait. In hope, it's going to get better. Is there somebody going through some, some stuff this afternoon? It's going to get better. Have hope. Wait. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah 40, 31, but they who wait, waiting is hope. Those who wait, those who hope in the Lord, shall do what? Shall renew their strength. Meaning that those who are hopeless will continue even lose whatever they have. They will never be recharged. They shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. And they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. How does a person who's going through thick and thin keep on walking? It's because they have hope in God. Let this be your proclamation. Just like the prophet Micah did in, in Micah 7.7. 7. 
Micah 7 7. We're going to finish in a few, in a few, in a few minutes. Micah 7 7. What does the prophet proclaim? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He says, but for, as for me. Somebody say, as for me. Say it again. But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. That should be your proclamation every day. I will wait. Wait on the Lord. Believe in hope like Abraham or Father. The blessings of Abraham, Isaac, those blessings not come. They come because the man believed in hope. Romans chapter 8 verse 18 says, In hope he believed against hope that he would become the father of many nations. He believed it. He believed it. When he was told, so your offspring shall be many, he believed it. Romans chapter 4, 18. The Bible says in verse 19, he did not weaken in faith. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body. When he looked at it, some of us, when we look at those mirrors, you begin to see the gray hair and you say, I'm finished. I'm done. Then you begin to edit your goals. You begin to edit your dreams because of, <laughs> or you have hit a rough patch. You begin to edit. This man, he is old. He's in, he's in his 90s. But the Bible says he did not weaken in faith. He did not weaken in hope. He continued. He considered, even when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old. Some of us, when he became 43, I have not married. I will never get married. Who told you? Those are just years. Years is just a, just a number. It's just a number. Age is just a number, my friend. Nobody's, the, guy, the guy who's going to marry is not going to carry it on his head. It is possible. Somebody say it's possible. This man did not waver. Even when he looked at his wife, whose breasts are now like socks. Huh? And she's now, the, the, the back is bent. She's walking on a stick. Let me tell you, the promise of God can straighten you up with a baby in the name above every other name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can walk with a baby. <laughs> when, the, when the people had laughed at you and thought you were finished, you can walk with, you can get pregnant today. Sarah. 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 Sarah, you can give birth. Verse 20. Listen, this is, this is very crucial. I like verse 20. Bring it, bring it, master, bring it. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise. No what? Unbelief. This, we are talking about a 90-something old man. What kind of man was this? And you say you want the blessings of Abraham? My friend, you've got to step up your belief. <laughs> you've got to step up. Step up. He believed. He's walking on a stick, but he's still... He, his friends, his, the people that he grew up, grew up with, are now, are now multimillionaires. You know, but for you, you are still doing this job, and you're still believing for, for, for millions. You know, they, they are grandfathers right now. They are great-grandfathers right now, but he's still believing for a son. He still believed. I don't care how long it has taken. Keep on. You may be walking on a stick with a stick, shaking. Believe. No unbelief made him waver. Unbelief has got the potential of making you, making you waver. But it is a choice. Unbelief will always come. Those voices will always come. If you are here and you do not have internal dialogue, you are dead. But if you are alive like me, you have internal dialogue. And sometimes those, the voices that come into, into your ear, they are unbelief. So if you listen to them, they will make you waver. So whenever they come, capture them and say, put them under your feet and say, I believe, I believe, I believe. No unbelief made him waver. What happened? Rather, what happened is he grew. He grew. He grew strong. He grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. He grew strong. You need to grow. Every day, your muscle of faith has got to be growing stronger, stronger than the voices of unbelief. 
And guess what? Guess who wins? The one you feed most is the one who wins. If you are feeding your faith more, you're going to become a conqueror. But if you are feeding your, your doubts, <laughs> you are finished. Why? Because he was fully, next verse, he was fully, not halfway, not quarter way, not three quarters. He was fully convinced. This old man walking on a stick and his wife who is just like that, he was fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. He was able. He was able and because of that he was counted unto him as righteousness. If you do not hope in God, it is a sin. God wonders, how, how, how dare Reuben, how, how, should, how, how can't he hope in me? It is an insult. That's why it was accounted him as what? As righteousness. Because he believed in God. But he who promised was able to bring it to pass. He was able to bring it to pass. He was able to bring it to pass. That's why Paul prays to the Romans. We're going to finish with this verse. Romans 15, 13. This is what I pray for you today. It's going to be our prayer. If you allow me next week, I'll continue with that, with the message as we continue. This is what he says. We're going to read that in the ESV and we're going to read that in the, in the message as well. It says, may the God of hope. Did you hear that? The God of who? Hope has a God. Hope has a God. God is the hope. He's the God of hope. So if you want hope, you need to pray to him. The God of hope. May the God of hope do what? Fill you with not some, but with all joy and peace in believing. A person who is believing is at peace. He's not bothered by what is happening on the outside because on the inside he's secure. Let it rain on the outside. Let, let havoc, you know, because whatever the devil wreaks out on the outside as long as I have faith in here. I am at peace. Abraham was at peace. Sarah was at peace, even in their old age, because they were filled with all joy and peace in believing. People who are believing are not people who are, who, who are up and down, you know, who, who, who are wondering what's going on. They, they, are, they are at peace. They are settled. It is settled. If God has said it is what? It is settled. Why? Because as we sing here, he's got the last word. He has the last word. The doctors don't have the last word. He has the last word. May he fill you with all, all joy and peace in believing so that the power of the Holy Spirit may abound in hope. <laughs> Bring it up in the message and I will, I will close my case for today. Hallelujah. He says, Oh, may the God of great hope. I like the way this guy puts it. He doesn't just say hope, but one of what? Great hope. May he fill you up with joy. Fill you up with peace. So that, you, that your believing lives. Because there are some people whose believing dies. <laughs> your believing has to keep on breathing. Has to keep on breathing. Irrespective of the age, irrespective of whatever's going around on around you, it's, it's got to keep on believing. It's got, it's got to keep on breathing. So that your believing lives filled with the life-giving energy ah, yeah, 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 of the Holy Spirit with the brim over hope. If your hope has got to overflow. Somebody say overflow. Every eye closed. Just ponder those words wherever you are. Those online, whether you're at home. I just need to go back home and listen to this so that I can also be, you know, illuminated. Father, we are praying this afternoon that you will change our attitudes. Change our attitude towards you, my Father Lord, that King of Kings will be men and women who trust in you. We'll be men and women who do not trust on our own understanding. 
We're not going to trust in our own, in the chariots and horses. We're not going to trust in any man because you say, Cast is he who believes, who trusts in a man. We're not going to trust in the economies, the politicians, no, because we know that the scientists, everybody's confused. We're going to trust in you in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray this afternoon that Heavenly Father, you will make us men who hope in hope, who hope against hope, who hope against hope. That irrespective of the things around us, we will hope in you. Just like our forefather did, my God. May we never unwaver in our believing. May we have faith in you, King of Kings. May our believing keep on breathing in Jesus' mind. There's somebody right here. If you, if you have been wavering in some form, just stand on your feet. Just stand on your feet, whatever you want. Monday, do not feel shy. You've been wavering in some form. Monday, Leave that verse there, that the last verse that we read. Mande Roman Mandele Bosikarabrashikariarabandilebo. Mandelebo Sakariaraba. You have been wavering. You have been wavering. This afternoon may you be filled in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. May your hope abound. May your hope increase. May it may it be filled to the brim. May it overflow in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Mandele Boshikarabrazondo. Whatever has been, you know, causing you to waver in Jesus' mighty name, we, re we, re we remove it in the name above every other name. You will keep on keeping on irrespective of what is around you. You will keep on moving. You will keep on living in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living. Father, we give you the praise. Thank you, Father Lord, for your children, for you have reinvigorated them. Father, they are going to be renewed in their strength. Renew their strength in Jesus' mighty name that they will wait upon you now and forevermore in the name above every other name. Because you who promised, you are able to, to make it come to pass. You are able to do all things. You are, you are faithful and you are going to, he's going to do it. In your finances, is going to do it. In your family, is going to do it. In your studies, is going to do it. In your business, is going to do it. Because he is able to do much more than you could, you have ever dreamed in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. If you believe that, put your hands together for him in the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank him for his word. Next time we'll continue along those teachings that we can, you know, as Mercy was saying and Apostle Jesus was saying, God is building us again. He's building us again. Building our faith again. Building our trust in him again. Building our hope in him again. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this sermon and I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk and don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Shiloh LDN. Once again, that's at Shiloh LDN. You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London, changing lives, building dreams. Until next time, 